good intro. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, well, we're back again. Shady's back, etc. Um, welcome to the Untitled Legend of Galactic Heroes podcast. As yet untitled, maybe we'll figure out a name in the future, round two. All of that was the name of the podcast, to be clear. Um, so, uh, yeah, we're back. We watched the movie, and we liked this enough to at least do it again. Um, and we've watched the first two episodes of the show now. Uh, we did not watch the film version of the first two episodes of the show. And based on my accidental watch of the first, like, ten minutes of that last week, I think it fills in the gap between the movie and these two episodes. Um, so, yeah, but I don't know that that's 100% needed. I think they give you enough diving in now, four months after the last one, that we're good to go. But, so, okay... Uh, let's do intros, everyone. I'm jumping all over the place here. I'm Mick. I'm from Atlanta. Uh, I do some shit for work. Who cares? Uh, next, let's do Alan. I'm Alan. I'm in Jersey. They used to call me DJ Positron. They don't anymore. <laughs> let's do Matt. I'm Matt. California. Perfect. Just clean, you know, just... Who needs anything else? I'm Kevin. following your guys' leads. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Kevin, the librarian from Flint. Hell yeah. We all need I to feel like the librarian. Your title is the librarian. <laughs> I like it a lot. And Molly, please, hey. save us. Uh, I'm Molly. I'm from Pittsburgh. And as you know, that's all Pittsburgh people say. We just tell you we're from Pittsburgh all the time. So that's really all you need to know about me. I'll, and I'll remind you if you ever forget. Gladly. Perfect. Yes. I love it. I love it. Well, um, yeah. Thanks for coming back, guys. I'm glad we're here again. Um, I didn't prepare anything here, but I'm going to go to the Wikipedia page <laughs> and see if there's anything I want to read um, this time. Um, I'm not going to read the overall plot summary of the show. That would be a bad call. Let's see. In the internal, in the eternal night, or Ein no Yoru no Nakade, is yeah. the the Japanese title of the episode. What? It was episode one that we watched, and then episode two is the Battle of Astarte. Or the trend, or the Japanese is Asutate uh, Kaisen, presumably Battle of Astarte. Oh, very exciting! I'm not going to read these short summaries. Actually, maybe that's a good call. Um, we can start. Let's start the first one off. I'm going to read this short summary and then dive into my way too long, about 1,600 words per episode summary that I wrote, um, as opposed to this like. 40 word summary uh january 1 796 sc or 47 ic which i guess is the two um time scales 
uh, of these two countries, uh, space countries, in the Astarte star system, a 20,000 spaceship's Imperial fleet under Reinhardt's command is about to be cornered by three alliance fleets of 1,300 star spaceships each. I'll just leave it at that, actually. Because uh, let's just get into it, I guess. Hello again. Um, okay. This this is the first time we saw the opening. Skies which, of love, yep. The skies of love. Very fun. I think we all had, or some of us had something to say about this each time. Um, it's very 80s. It's just so fucking 80s. It is a lot of people. Yeah, it's like transparent people in front of stars. Uh, and then... They start looking one direction, and then they do a slight head turn, like 15 degrees, and then it fades to the next person, was basically the whole intro. I, <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like so a good. like an 80s or 90s sitcom. It's yeah. like if Full House were an anime <laughs> in outer space. I like it. I think that uh, is true. I... I was reading your notes, Molly, and also saw the uh, someone should do <laughs> the full house theme on top of this and see if it fits. <laughs> Which, <laughs> yeah, and and I actually I like the song too. I think that uh, well, you I think I made it the song for the podcast. Um, also from the first episode, so the ending, the ending of the first episode of the podcast is the entire vocal portion of the song. Um, so if you, if somehow you listen to this podcast that I haven't posted anywhere, um, maybe you will, uh, know what I'm talking about, but it is obviously a Japanese woman singing in English. Um, I'm surprised it was all in English. I was just yeah, waiting for the English to stop, but it didn't. Right. And and something specific to note here is that it is all people from the Imperial side. Yeah. There's no one from the uh, Free Planets Alliance side. Um, so that I thought was kind of cool. And I was mentioning it in the movie as well, because the intro scroll scroll, the star Wars style thing at the beginning is also all in German there. Uh, so it's kind of like the intro to the show is from the Alliance or the Imperial side of things. And then the, uh, the ending to the show is all from the free planets Alliance side of things. So they aren't trying to say like, here's everything about the show. It's kind of more like, one side versus the other side, which kind of fits the way the show is anyway. There's just a lot of, like, perspective, I guess. And then also one final note on this opening, for me at least, uh, the lyrics are kind of about... It, it feels like the the forlorn lover, as their lover went off to war, singing about waiting for them to come back, right? Like, it's like... Um, Oh, I miss you and I can't wait to see you again style of song. Well, that's what I thought at least. The the looks I'm getting here telling me that that is not a shared. I just honestly but... didn't think very deeply about it. No. <laughs> I was just enjoying it and laughing at the head turns. <laughs> the head turns were quite amusing. I did watch it like three times just to write down shit about it. So the intro specifically. So, 
yes. It, uh, uh, go ahead, Molly. It did remind me of how few characters' names I remember, just as they started scrolling <laughs> along. Yeah. I was like, I know him and him and nope, 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 nope. Well, I think there were only like three people that we had seen before in the intro. I'm looking at it right now. There's a lot I've never seen. Well, then yeah. in this first episode, there's like, here's everyone and their name, or they flash name after name at you. <laughs> Better keep up. It's needed. I hope they keep doing Did that. Did they do that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there were names. I don't think that wasn't in the one I was watching. Oh, man. I didn't like, get it. Like, it was just... It's just name on the screen, you're saying? Yeah, their first yeah, like appearance. Under yeah. the subtitles. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Wait, they, did yeah, Verve not that. use the good translation? I don't know what the good translation is. Possible. Central anime, uh, Kansas. Okay. Good to know. Uh, the greatest, uh, they the greatest they definitely didn't list names of people that didn't... that weren't said, right? So... Uh, anyone whose name was not specifically said, I still do not know. I will rely on y'all to <laughs> give me the names. <laughs> I got three. And you all know them already, probably. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's there are a lot of new faces in this first episode. I mean, just to get into it a little. And also the... I guess back to the intro for a second. The, the lady at the beginning is Reinhardt's sister. Um, Countess Grunewald or Anna Rose, um, and uh, I think the song's kind of from her perspective. But anyway, whatever. Uh, intro's great, very eighties, fun stuff. Uh, then we kind of get into similarly to the beginning of the movie. There is a dramatic introduction about how this is truly the record of a war and wars are bad. I actually wrote down the whole kind of quote, at least as again, VRV translated it in every, and and this is actually like a different feel from the movies intro is part of the reason I wrote it down. Uh, It's like in every age war persists and in every age war leaves behind only uninhabited wasteland and the scars and engraves fade with the passage of time. Perhaps it is the multitude of stars that shine above that bear witness to these scars and remember them, but even they are fated to one day vanish like falling stars. This is a record of a war and certain people in it, once spoken of among the stars, the memory of which has already begun to fade. Kind of feels like, you know, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, but also saying like, wow, war fucking sucks, y'all, goddamn. Which, hey, I agree with that. (laughs) (laughs) And then we're on, like, a weird desert planet with ruins, too, during this. It's very, very, like, oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. It's a much different vibe than the, like, majestic statue busts exploding into the stars from the movie. Yeah. Yeah. And then we kind of get, like... I think it was the same theme, though, right? As the, the movie intro? With, like, these historical figures busts exploding and disappearing into the stars, like being forgotten by time and looking down. Yeah, but it, but it is also in that, like you see the busts, right? It's like, uh, these busts made an impact. This is like, sure. everything's dead already. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? It's like, uh, 
Here's this it, desert yeah. planet. No one knows who lived here or what the point of the battle there was. It's just dusting right. the wind. The bus has yeah. already like, exploded and disintegrated and we don't know who they are anymore. Right. Fair enough. Or maybe maybe just the video didn't quite match up with what they were saying in the movie because <laughs> I get what you're saying too. Right, right. Like I, I do think that, you know, the history of man is war or whatever that the movie started off with is the same feel as uh, war fucking sucks, you know, which is what this was saying. Um, we also get in this intro crawl where they kind of do a brief explanation of the major players. We get a map. And I was very excited to see this map. I was like, okay, finally, a fucking map. I, I understand things now. You see the Iserlone corridor and the Fazan corridor, where it's like, these are the only things connecting these two major powers. Fazan's like the neutral territory, and then the Iserlone corridor is owned by the Empire, I believe. Um, or at the very least, they have the big-ass fortress there. Right, I wish we would have seen it in the movie to give more context to the fortress being like this middle ground that Yeah. There was no context in the movie as to like why this was happening as to anything (laughs) outside of like the specific ships everyone was on, right? Yeah. Um Okay, so then we kinda get uh we see our first planet. I guess. Um, and oh wait, does it start with that? No. It doesn't start with that. It starts with the fleet. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, you know, we're sorry. I got confused. I was just skipping between everyone's notes. Um, the, uh, we get another zoom in of the galactic fleet, similar to the opening of the movie, even though like this is not covering the same events as the movie. They do a lot of the same things at the beginning here that the movie did at the beginning. Um, but you know, we get a, we get a hold on Reinhardt's ship. You get to see it shining in the, in the light and you get like these transport ships coming up. Uh, then a very like death star landing sequence where the, admirals get off of these transport ships and there's troops lined up and there's, you know, carpet in the hallways and shit. And they're all walking into Reinhardt's room, uh, or the bridge, I guess, uh, Reinhardt and Kurt or Kiryu are the only people on the bridge, uh, as usual. Again, this, this whole, the bridge is so crazy still on all these, imperial ships i don't understand it there's just a big ass like comfy recliner in the middle of the room and that's where they chill like if that's and somehow just yelling out spreads their orders like there's no you never see the orders being spread right it's like yelling to an empty fucking room and suddenly everyone knows what to do anyway um yeah so they you know reinhardt and kiriki ice uh muse about war as very a lot of a lot of this show is amusing about war, I suppose. But yeah, um, uh, and then uh, they start talking about the specific battle they're in, where they're outnumbered by it says uh, forty thousand ships, and later they say that they're outnumbered two to one. So presumably, there's eighty thousand ships on the uh, Free Plants Alliance side, forty thousand ships on the. Actually, that doesn't work based on other numbers. 
So I don't know where 40,000 came from. <laughs> That's how many so, they have, more or less. Pretty much they're surrounded by three fleets that individually yeah. are smaller than theirs, but all together. Right, but they, they only have 20,000. So maybe this 40,000 is the total size of the other fleet. Mm-hmm. Okay, I guess that makes sense. Whatever. I, I could have sworn they said 40,000 larger. Shows what I know. Um, so the admirals kind of line up and they're like, hey, man, uh, you know, this ship's here. way larger than us. Uh, or this fleet's way larger than us. We're fucked. We're so <laughs> fucked. And Reinhardt's like, shut up. You shut up. You guys are dumb. Quit being dumb. Go follow my orders. Bye. And as a note, all of these admirals are completely different than the admirals that we saw before. Mm-hmm. And then uh, something that stood out to me is the admirals look older than Reinhardt himself. So like this oh, young all upstart ordering us around and mm-hmm. doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah. And I mean, they uh, pretty soon after this, they immediately uh, do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so Reinhardt's like, shut up. This is dumb. And then we get the cut to a planet. <clears throat> this is the first time we've really seen... Uh, Habited planet, inhabited planet. Can I jump in I guess? for a second? Yeah, go. I just missed something from that earlier scene uh, when they do cut into Reinhardt and Kierke Ice. Uh, it's kind of like a reference to the opening. I thought where he's looking at the stars, and he says, "Like unmoving, they keep watching over us, forever shining, the only constant left to us." And it seemed like that was fitting with that intro of the multitude of stars. Remember those wounds? Like, I don't know. I like them. Yeah, no, that's good. That's good. That's good. Um, I also want to hop in real quick because something I noticed was that the first character that you see, and also the first named character, I mean, maybe not in your dub, in your son, but in the one I'm watching, uh, was Merkatz, who has a Portuguese middle name as opposed Thank to the you. German one. For the names. Gilibald Joachim von Merkatz. He's got a von though. Yeah, but like I, a I, bond, I, right? thought, I thought that the uh what? Maybe they intermarried. Yeah. Well, isn't the von like a, like a nobility title or something? Well, the Vaughn is a... Yeah, but I mean, I, what I thought was interesting was that in space Germany, you have a Portuguese name. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I was like, huh, interesting. And it's also the first character you, you see as well. So maybe it's yeah. not as space Germany as we thought it was? Space hmm. Europe? It, I, I mean, it is like a... If we get into... Well, maybe we shouldn't get into the history, I guess, but... You know, they are. I don't think that the that the plot here is Germany became the ultimate world power and then spread all the way to space and then people broke off. Right? I think it was more humanity as a whole made it to space and then space Germany was established and they just adopted a lot of the shit from original Germany, right? And also Rome. Because, again, there's a lot more Rome in here than, like, despite the names, there's a lot more Rome here than there is Germany. <laughs> yeah. <Okay. laughs> I mean, but, you also have the alliance with Yang Guinli, 
which is clearly not an American or like a, a Western style name at all. Mm-hmm. So yeah, maybe different I, groups. We get a lot on both of these uh, fictional states in the coming episodes in a way that explains some of this stuff. Okay. Perfect. It does not explain Mercats having a Portuguese name, but it does explain basically everything about the Free Plants Alliance. Um, and they're, you know, I mean, in a lot of ways it is based Germany, right? Because it's, everyone is German with a German name and blah, blah, blah. Again, minus Mercats here. Although, like, Mercats does have an interesting design that doesn't match these other old fucks. Um, he's not skinny, tall, and gray hair. He's like, his face is wider than everyone else's. Um, anyway, Mercats is the coolest one of these old dudes. I really, um, I like Mercats a lot, and I'm, uh, uh, glad that he, uh, was there. I had forgotten that he was here. Uh, and I forgot his name. So thank you, Alan, for <laughs> saying it. <laughs> because I didn't get names. I'm very, I'm sad now. I'm going to have to start watching the sub. I'm posting them cool. all as we get through the episode in the Discord. <laughs> okay. Anyone needs okay. the reference names. Okay. Perfect. I see. Thank you. Yeah, wow. That's a that's a long name. Mercats. Willibald. Oh, no. I wrote down the name just because I thought it sounded like meerkat and it stuck out, but every single man in that scene was really old with gray hair and looked mm-hmm. almost identical. Like I, I had to write gray hair, skinny face, gray hair, big eyes, gray hairs, forelock, gray hair, less old, maybe <laughs> likes, likes Reinhardt. And then I don't know. The- and then they. The only person here that's important out of them is Meerkats, I think. No. There's maybe one other dude who re- who's recurring, but um, there's well, there's a reason that, you know. <laughs> there there was one guy that stuck out at the end, but I'm not sure if we got to the scene yet uh, where they all left. No, it's after Fazan. Okay. Fazan. Although I hope in my old age uh, I'd be referred to as gray hair, less old. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Goals. Gray hair, less old. (laughs) It's perfect. Um, Yeah, and I mean, we get all these, like, uh, (laughs) we, so, they all line up, they're like, Reinhard, we're fucked. We gotta go. And Reinhard's like, look, we're not fucked, okay? These these FPA assholes are idiots. We're fine. We're fine. And then we have a hard cut to this planet on Fazan where we get uh, this guy who is probably Adrian named in the Rubinsky. sub. Yes, Rubinsky. A.K.A. <laughs> the bald man. A.K.A. Bald man. Jewish Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jewish Lex Luthor is 100% really good. 100% Luthor. <laughs> and his eyebrows are very thick. Just we got some we got some thick eyebrows here. That's that's a lot. I keep staring at them right now. Um but anyway, he's very ominous and he's like, oh, and Fazan, we will keep watching from the sidelines. This is very like military industrial complex style of like, uh, you know, we, uh, 
I care about the the output here so that we can profit as a independent third party. Very, uh, very money oriented dude here. Now they're located between the two, the alliance and the empire, like geographically, right? I don't understand how yes. they can just be neutral and un- uninvaded. Considering the number of ships we're talking about, I also am with you. I do not understand like how anything is a problem for either of these two powers. If they have like seventy more systems each than than Fazan here, like why would they not just take them out? I don't get it. And yeah, anyway, it goes into that a little bit later. Okay, but also uh, let's please note that this man loves himself. Turtlenecks. <laughs> uh, yep. Yeah. He sure does. Suit jacket again, with the turtleneck. My... That's. Yeah, it's a look. <laughs> Steve Jobsian in certain ways, I guess. I think Steve Jobs stole it from Adrian. True. <laughs> You're probably right. Um, but yeah, anything else on this short Fazan sees here? Fazan scene? Okay. Um, so we go back and it's like just after Reinhardt explained his plan to the admirals. And the admirals are like, that's just a theory. There's no way it would work. And knowing what his plan was, I don't understand how no one's tried this before. Again, this gets to something that I keep noticing in this show where it's like, it doesn't seem like people are doing shit that, that that is that crazy and yet everyone is like this is the craziest fucking thing I've ever seen you're changing what war even means and I'm like what like they they kept going forward instead of stopping to be caught in a pincer trap how is this like the most unknown military tactics ever whatever whatever but still it's just like it's anyway uh, so the admirals are like, wow, this is the craziest shit. Uh, and Reinhardt specifically calls out this one guy um, uh, for just not believing in him, basically. Um, and then he's like, if you don't follow orders, I'm going to court-martial you or something like that. Which, interesting, they need court-martials, I guess. Uh, court-martial equivalent, maybe. He might just have the power to do it because Imperial might or something. Anyway, so the Admirals leave and then the guy who got reprimanded is like, oh, he just used his sister's favor to do all this. I don't care about this guy. And uh, Meerkats is like, ah, oh, he's just a young kid. He doesn't know what he's doing. It's okay, though. We're, we'll make it through. Whatever. I'm a cool old uncle. <laughs> <laughs> uncle Meerkats. I see once again names I'd like to be called Uncle Meerkat. It was like a good name, right? Like I'd be the Meerkat uncle. Let's do it. Uh, I used to watch Meerkat Manor a lot. Is he what? Is he the Iroh of this show? Oh, you know I like it. Uh, from Avatar: The Last Airbender. Okay, yes. Quit the Um, war. Open up a tea shop. Uh huh. One I, I like the, the take by himself. Right. So then we go back to Reinhardt again, and there's a quick little like, "Oh, it's your sister's birthday, isn't it?" Is what Kirikiai says. 
And Reinhardt's like, I would never forget that it was my sister's birthday. Of course not. I, I love her more than anything in, in this world. Her present um, will be a victory. Yes. Yes. Which, like, I mean, based on what we see of her in the next couple scenes, I don't think she wants that. <laughs> She's not, like, war-hungry person here. She's kind of just, like, very quiet. Well, uh, anyway, we do a quick scene cut to this big ass mansion. Uh, a note: there's like six statues outside of the mansion. One of them is like raised above the other five, and the other five are like a Roman phalanx or something, just like with shields and spears in a circle around the raised statue. Very, again, just interesting little notes here and this mansion is also fucking enormous you you see like 300 windows on the side of it and you don't see the edges of the mansion and you're like looking at the middle of the mansion and who knows how long it is very large building uh very much implies imperial wealth and stuff and yes turns out it's the empire um so then we get a like a gazebo over a lake uh, that we zoom in on and uh, our our girl, uh, Reinhardt's sister, Anna Rose von Grunwald, is here. There's also the Emperor, who is Kaiser Fred- Frederick IV, mm-hmm. and the Secretary, the Secretary of State, Klaus von Lichtenlade. Lichtenlade? Lichtenlade. Lichtenlade. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, Klaus von Lichtenlade. Uh, this guy is just a smarmy worm tongue ass motherfucker over here. Uh, I don't like him. Uh, and so he is giving like just a quick little uh, brief on the war to the emperor or this this battle in particular to the emperor, which uh, to have another quick aside, uh, and I say quick, but it might not be. Um, this definitely implies they have faster than light communications. Yes. Because they're able to, well, and, and the earlier Fazan scene does as well. They're able to just see where everyone is placed real time in the middle of this battle that is, you know, millions of light years away from them based on that galactic map. Um. Oh. And, like, later on, we'll see the soldiers in the fortress kind of watching video of the battle. Now, they are at least closer, right? Right, but... Because they're only, like, three systems away. <laughs> so only, like, only like a couple million instead of, like, a hundred million light years away. <laughs> but, yeah, just uh, very interesting that they can transfer information that fast. Mm-hmm. Oh, I cannot pronounce the name of this mansion. Thank you for <laughs> posting it. I got you, fam. New Sansusi. Sansosi. New, New Sansosi. Mm-hmm. So I actually looked this up because this was something that I thought was very interesting. Uh, so San, it's the new space version of Sansosi, which was in Potsdam, or still is in Potsdam, Germany. Just hence, just making it even more space Germany. Right. Uh, and the name is French for without care. Okay. So it's literally new. I don't get book. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Very much they don't give a fuck. 
<laughs> like it. And I mean, to have a building that okay, never mind. They give us numbers on the fortress later, which are insane. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I think they definitely don't give a fuck. <laughs> there is no, there is no care about expenditure. No. Uh, um. But yeah, and then we get you know. Well, I guess what happens is, um, the prime minister kind of seems like he's trying to antagonize, uh, the countess here. He's like talking about her brother's battle and the emperor is kind of like laissez-faire, doesn't really give a fuck about what's going on either. Uh, he's kind of like, yeah, whatever, you know, right, Reinhardt will win. I, I, well, it's funny. The translation I was watching at least does it in a, like the, he uses the royal we, you know, he's like, we know the boy better than that. We know he'll win. Uh, which I thought was amusing, but yeah, you know, the, the secretary of state here, I may have just called him the prime minister, but secretary of state is, uh, is like giving the stats, letting the emperor know that they're outnumbered and who knows what'll happen. And you, we get a focus on, uh, Anna Rose and she kind of has a flashback to when, uh, Reinhardt and Kierkegaard were kids. She's talking to Kierkegaard and she's like, keep him safe. And then we unflashback out to adult current Kierkegaard. Um, and yeah, that's, just a little, little yeah. tiny flashback, like the, the um, stars being the, the constant that watches over us. That's Kierkegaard <laughs> to uh, yeah. our boy Reinhardt. Yeah, he's protecting yeah. his heart. <laughs> um, yes. Did they say something about Reinhardt's lineage? I kind of missed it when the the Secretary of State was kind of bad mouthing him and right in front of his sister. They, they did. Uh, so they said he is now like the heir to the Lohengram name. Um, and in the movie, he was Reinhard von Musel. And now he is Reinhard von Lohengram. I'm not sure uh, if Lohengram is like a title in particular. Or like if Lohengram is like, you know, you become a baron or whatever. And then you're like the baron of the land. And right. the land is your baron name. I think it might be like that. He's uh, a high admiral now instead of just a standard admiral. Yes. Yes. When he plays it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He's a four twenty blaze at admiral. You know. Um. But yeah. So. Uh. Reinhard tells Kierkegaard not to worry, but but if that man, Ano Ano Otoko, is is there, if if Yang Winley is there, who knows what will happen? Dantan, three ellipses with spaces between each one. Dantan, <laughs> it's wonderful. Who, what could happen if Yang Winley is there? Turns out Yang Winley's there, where you immediately find out that Yang Winley's there. Right. It's just so um, amazingly cheesy how much the rivalry has escalated to the point where only he could stop me. 
Right. How can I counter oh, yeah. him? I meant to start with this. This is four months after the last thing we watched. It's four months after the movie. Um, it says the date and the month at the beginning of the episode. Or by the date, I mean the year. The year and the month. So it's like uh, 796 or 487. Uh, and that's there's two different calendars here because there's two different empires basically countries i guess um yeah anyway so uh the fba the free plants alliance is here yang is here yang is presenting his plan and the admirals he's presenting it to are like why are you so cautious we have double their numbers there's nothing that could ever possibly go wrong we're good to go um what's wrong with you we reject your plan. Um, and then Yang's like, okay, whatever. Y'all suck. Well, he salutes and leaves. Um, very amicably. Um, and then goes into a room where his, his green-haired friend is, who is Dusty Attenborough. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you, Matt, for no posting these. Because, <laughs> oh boy. And the guy, the guy that's reprimanding him for being too cautious is Vice Admiral Peta. Oh, God. Why did I not get these? I'm so mad. <laughs> Curve duck. Very helpful. And, okay, and I, locations and ships. Yeah, ship names. Um, yeah. But so Yang Winley, I think I would say he's got blue hair at this point. It looked purple or blue. And in some shots still, it does look purple. But I think it's blue. Like navy blue is the color here. Yeah, I'd argue blue. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, I and, think it's supposed to be so black that it's blue. Yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> I honestly think that's it. And then his buddy has like greenish dark hair. Yeah. And maybe maybe his is it's so light that it's green, right? You maybe, know. Maybe he went like, swimming. Maybe he's blonde. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely possible. Um yeah, so um, again, we get basically the mirror scene of the one we just got where Yang's like, well, you know, that man, Reinhardt, is leading that fleet. Who knows what tactics he'll do? We're probably fine, but, you know, anything could happen. Um, they like also that. say, go ahead, Molly. Sorry. Uh, I like that. He's just like, hey, guys, maybe we should have a backup plan. And they're like, backup plans? That's for losers. And he's like, okay. And then just, how, does this, how does this army work? How do any of their yeah. armies work? It's like they've just it's been a given little... a fleet of spaceships, and they've like never experienced war in their lives. I'm just like, yeah. figure it out. They're like, the numbers, the later. do the math. We, we got this. <laughs> There's a scene later from the Imperial side where it's like two rando dudes that don't matter just talking about the war. And it's a very like the nobleman's pursuit leading a war in battle. Um, they're like arguing about, well, you know, you never really hear about the close victories. You only hear about the like really crazy victories that are, uh, you know, 50 to one or something. And, and it's just, it's just so like, yeah, we've been commanders all our lives. And that means 
that we're doing the nobleman's duty of being in war and who cares about any any of the stuff like if you change tactics you're breaking the nobleman's code style of thinking right um which i think is where a lot of you know the fact that yang winley and uh and old boy Reinhard do things differently. They're just like, what's wrong with you? You're not following the nobleman's code. You're not fighting with honor. Yeah. Right. right. It kind of makes me think of the movie with like the, the ballet music, like, uh, like how they would march to war and shit with music. And it was all kind of proper and like, like the revolutionary yeah. war in America or whatever, where it was like right. two different styles of warfare <laughs> clashing. Yeah. I mean like, Oh, this is dumb. How about not just run into, the meat grinder. Right. Like, yeah. you know, it'll never work. <laughs> <laughs> it'll never work. We have to run into the meat grinder. We have to. <laughs> Those guys are not named, by the way. Okay. Good to know. <laughs> I I knew that they did not matter, but good to know that uh, they are also I'm assuming everyone named. that has a name matters. At least on That's this. That's a fairly... Like the, yeah. The, yeah. I, I'd agree with that. Um, yeah, so one thing that I meant to note here, the first time we see the Free Plants Alliance lead here, they get some music, and that music is subtly different from the Imperial music. There's a lot more trumpets. It sounds like a Dragon Quest opening song. It's kind of like the... Yeah. Like it, it's like very... It's like kind of upbeat a little bit, and just very like... Oh, you know, we're marching to victory style. Just like, yeah, national pride is good. Let's go. It's kind of the feel I got, it's, it, which is different from the Imperial one kind of feels more classical whenever music plays for them. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then we go to uh, Isserloin. Oh, this is. Literally where the scene is. Okay, I was right there. <laughs> the scene later, as in the next scene, uh, has these two unnamed gray-haired dudes on the fortress talking like this. Um, and they, you know, they're there for 50 seconds or something. And then we get... Uh, okay, let me scroll back up here. Oh, wait. Scroll down. Then we get uh, Vice Admiral Oscar von Ruenthal and Vice Admiral Wolfgang Mittermeier, uh, who are the... Ruenthal is the wolf-esque guy. He's got two different colored eyes, brown hair. Uh, and Mittermeier is the kind of like blonde, scruffy-looking guy. Um, and they're both sitting there talking. Uh, at, in the TV on the background, you see... Uh, and Kevin talked about this for a second earlier. You see the war kind of like... Or not the war. This battle kind of like live streamed basically it's like oh hey look look at look at this amazing shot of of reinhardt's ship and it's like wait how the fuck did you always did you all get this like is there a is there a news ship out here just like recording uh, well, they're anyway. just live streaming all their secret battle tactics to the universe check us out right right well it's encrypted or something right <laughs> We're only broadcasting backwards towards the Imperial side of the map. <laughs> and down to Fizan. We gotta make sure Lex Luthor knows right. what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um but yeah, they're they're like, oh man, I'm I'm worried about uh old boy Reinhardt. He's got a whole new crew. Will they listen to him? Who knows? 
So and I was he, confused. What happened? Why is Mittermeier not with Reinhardt anymore? So again, that's where uh, Alan. That's why Alan wanted us to watch the movie. I think. Oh, okay. Uh, basically, his normal fleet is stripped, and he's given this group of old men to come do the to do this battle with. Essentially, they're like, "Oh yeah, you've proven yourself with your fleet that you rode on the coattails of Reinhard, but can you do it with a fleet that?" you don't know question mark mm-hmm. which again it's like why would you separate these people this is a really dumb fucking thing <laughs> well they're like Politics. you get to keep cure you so you should be good right <laughs> right right yes that's true they, they uh, the go ahead mom oh, they do say it at one point like um they the old people do say at one point that oh he won't be able to handle it without his friends and then do his friends say oh they separated us like it, it did feel like a very political move, mm-hmm. even in like the episodes that I saw. So I got yeah. that vibe. Yeah, and and they explain a little bit further, even in the episodes. Like I think the next episode they hit a little bit on this. Um, okay. Um, which I do have some knowledge, but it's from like four years ago. So you know, I don't know how much of it comes through. It could have but, been the next episode. They both they ran together because it's basically a two parter. Yeah, the the opening scene of the movie version of this is them landing immediately after the first movie, right? So it's like they go back to the homeworld, they land, and then I think what happens is basically politicking by the the uh, the secretary of state to get it so that it's it's him with a different crew and yet these guys right now i think are like wow it's been four months since we've seen him i'm worried about him but at least he has the red-haired guy um so yeah i mean he's got kiriki eyes uh and then you get a pretty cool shot here i thought where it's like we're like a table away from them listening to them talk and then you see a whiskey glass kind of like go up in front of your view and then the camera turns and you're at Oberstein's table and it's just him there um Oberstein being the guy with the with the gray in the front of his hair but he's mostly brown haired um looks creepy uh and he's drinking and basically watching Ruenthal and Mittermeier uh and then his his eyes narrow and then we fade away that's that's all we get of Oberstein that's that's it <laughs> uh, like we do get a little bit of the pleasure district him. again what was that Alan? Uh, they named him but he doesn't have to say anything not even a single line mm-hmm. yes yes so i feel like that i mean he talked in the he talked in the movie yeah but not here they just yes. like he just shows up they get the Font that in the name, and he fades out. Yes, yes. He's that cool. Right. Right. Keep an eye on this guy. It's going to be important, right? Later. Yeah, right. There are really a lot of names in this fucking episode. Yeah. Wow, this is wild. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we get a quick view of the pleasure district where they're still broadcasting the battle again. Like just tons of. Tons of live battle viewing here. It's it's pretty interesting. And we get one more hit of the Faz- the guy on Fazan. Uh, oh, God, what was his name? Rubinsky. Lex Luthor. Ruben- Rubinsky. Lex Luthor. Ru- Rubinsky. Yeah. Um, yes. Uh, Adrian Rubinsky. That's it. Um, 
again, and he's kind of like, he smirks a little bit, and then we get the actual battle start, but then there's a commercial break, and then we get the actual battle start again. Um, uh, I think it was a commercial break, at least. It's the only kind of like fade to black and then fade back up we get in the episode. And it's about halfway through. Wow. It's like they, it's like they timed that. Um, so again, you know, the battles in this show are kind of follow a style where we see both sides and it's usually like, hey, here's one side doing something and then here's the other side reacting to that and then they do something and then the other side reacts to what they just did. Um, so that's kind of what we get here, except uh, it's almost wholly Reinhard doing things because he is the guy who does things, basically. No one else who battles does anything um so anyway reinhardt orders everyone to go forward uh and then uh yang's like oh yeah that's what i would have done in that situation as well um oh my god my my counterpart reinhardt um yeah and only two people out of the millions of soldiers that actually know what they're doing yeah well yeah we get a third guy. We get like uh, Wenlei Junior. Oh yeah, the other ship. <laughs> yeah, that's true, but not for very long. Not for very long. Yeah. So Reinhardt just keeps going forward, and and the, the Free Plants Alliance is like, oh my god, he didn't stop. He just he kept going out of the zone we expected him to stop in, and it's like, okay, well. All right. And then you see kind of like the layout of the land. You have uh, kind of like three sides of a square. There's a there's a fleet for the Free Plants Alliance at three of the four sides. Uh, and Reinhardt is just going straight through to get to the opposite side and attack that first fleet, uh, which is the fourth fleet, mm-hmm. I believe. Yes. Um, the Free Planets Alliance fourth fleet. Um, the other two fleets here are the second fleet and the sixth fleet. Um, Yang is in the second fleet. No one of note is in the fourth fleet. Um, except maybe Poplin, Oliver Poplin. I'm not sure if he's in the fourth fleet or not, or if he's in the second fleet. Anyway, okay, second fleet. Okay, this is the guy who is betting in the movie. Um, anyway, uh, so, yeah, the, the Reinhardt's fleet just completely destroys the fourth fleet uh, because, again, as Kevin alluded to earlier, there's uh, three 13,000-ship fleets and then one 20,000-ship fleet. The 20,000-ship fleet is Reinhardt's fleet, so he's just mowing through these guys. Just It's not even close. Uh, and so we go back to the second fleet, and the Admiral's like, we've got to go help the fourth fleet and i actually really liked this scene uh the admiral is arguing that like we can't just leave this fucking fleet to die man and yang's like and i understand both sides of this it's, it's a pretty it is done much better than i think the movie was yeah, which right. was Same the, <laughs> yeah the yeah. movie was just like oh hey guess what every admiral is fucking the dumbest person <laughs> that has ever existed and can't even think about anything at all. They're just, they're just, you know, what is the phrase? Oh, no. Cutting off your nose to spite your face or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, they, they just really, 
there is no logic behind the people in the movie, uh, the admirals in the movie. But here it's like, hey, man, like there's people in that fleet. We've got to at least try to save them. And Yang's like, dude, I know. I hear you. I hear you. I do. I really do. But if we go over there, we're all going to fucking die for no reason. And the Admiral's like, look, I, we, we still have to go there. We can't abandon our fellow soldiers. Like, yeah. Which. Yes. And yeah, right. It's totally like, you know, that's fair. Yeah. And so then Yang gets sad because he's a sad boy. Um, we see him. We see his reflection in the window being sad. This is a very good shot. Thank you again, Matt, for posting these. This is very, very helpful. <laughs> um, it's in the Discord. Oh, yeah. okay. Oh, he's so sad. He's so sad, right? <laughs> Just like the poor, poor Yang. And then, so Yang's like, damn, you know, I couldn't convince the Admiral. Maybe, maybe my friend Lap, maybe Lap can do it. He's in the sixth fleet. Maybe he'll, maybe his bosses will listen to him. And then we're in the mess hall immediately. And Lap is like, hey, superior, uh, we should probably go meet up with Yang's fleet, huh? And the superior's like, no, you're fucking dumb. We'll meet up at the fourth fleet. They're still fighting. I'm sure they haven't been wiped out yet. There's no possible way that they've been wiped out yet. Uh, we're totally good to go. And then Laugh's like, damn, I hope Yang did better. Yeah, and it's the exact same scene, just on a different Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, we get, like, a hard cut to... Uh, the final ship basically blowing up in the fourth fleet. <laughs> and it's like very graphic. It's like uh, I, we're actually like inside of the ship and you see the explosions and people are screaming and dying. It's like, well, okay. And Reinhardt's like, yep. Done and done. <laughs> and you get a couple of like uh, uh, scene setting shots here. We get a we get shots of some gunners. Are these the same gunners? I was unsure. I was wondering that too. They're not named, by uh, the way. Yeah, that's didn't actually quite feel like it, but I don't know. I got the, the same. The art is like slightly different enough that I couldn't tell. But yes, I I got the same vibe from them as well. It's like one guy is kind of like a experienced dude, and the other guy's a little less experienced. It's like showing him the ropes, kind of. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. And you get a couple of, like, uh, flavor shots here of, like, oh, uh, a parade of wounded people being taken down the hall, basically, right? And he's like, yeah, you know, you don't really get that many wounded these days because really when a ship blows up, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like you don't die from wounds. And then if a ship blows up, you're you're dead there, right? Like, there's no in-between if your ship blows up. You're just fucking dead. Yeah. <laughs> and then I the like veteran the shows off a sweet robot arm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a pretty sweet robot arm. Oh, and then like they they're get... not named. It kind of just reinforces that they're pawns, they're grunts, they're just there yeah. for the slaughter. <laughs> and they they really do not matter to the overall here. <laughs> and then they get in one of the coolest pieces of technology, the tank yep. beds, where you just yeah. have to sleep for an hour and just get power hours of rest. Yeah. So hungry though. There's <laughs> more dehumanization. Yes. He mentions like you don't dream, you don't get the dream when you're in this machine. I don't like, care. Still, we just it's have all nightmares anyways. I actually wrote down the quote from that one. Hang yeah. on. 
Yeah, yeah it's a good quote. Yeah. Uh, there's no need to sleep during war and dream during war. You only have nightmares. Also, one other thing I thought was interesting was that Damn. it was Kiryu that made the suggestion that the, everyone take a nap instead of Reinhardt. So even though Reinhardt's actually apparently incredible at tactics, he may not actually be the best at dealing with actual human beings. Yeah, it's definitely an interesting like look into their psyches because again, Kiryu's Kiryuki Ice is the one who showed up in the fight during the movie um, and said like, "Hey, of course I know all your names. Reinhardt knows all your fucking names too." So like, even if Reinhardt does know the names here, uh, Kiryuki Ice is the one who's like, "I." care about these people and i'm going to like make sure that they are taken care of and etc so on and that sort of thing seems to slip uh reinhardt's mind but it looks like reinhardt recognizes that in their relationship and he will defer to cure you on these issues he's like yeah you're right they need rest we'll rest yeah and i mean if you have this thing that just you rest for one hour and you're fully fucking rested like hell yeah you should let them rest why would you not that's only going to be better (laughs) it's like that uh sleep chamber that seven of nine has on star trek voyager you just pop in you're going for an hour and you're just done i wish we had those oh yeah yes they just make us work more that's true. <laughs> I think there's something. I this think is there's what's something happening like, to the soldiers. They're just fighting exactly. eighteen hours a day. <laughs> right. It's it's very like future dystopian in that way. It's like yes, we have uh, used technology to solve sleep so that our workers can fucking work more. <laughs> it's like you know, if that shit was around now, that would be the case, yeah. right? Oh, it's like definitely. No work hours aren't only eight hours anymore. Come on, you're crazy. You gotta work 15. You get your sleep break and you get your lunch break. (laughs) Right. Get into the power nap chamber and get another (laughs) eight-hour shift after this. Yeah. So then we kind of skip forward quickly in the battle here. Uh, The Sixth Fleet gets destroyed. Uh, We see Lap die very graphically. Which calls Uh, back to the prior scene with the grunts. Or he's like, we don't really get wounded. It's just kind of flat. Yeah. <laughs> and then we see it yep. literally happen to lap. <laughs> yep. It's like less than less than thirty seconds later, we just see like, <laughs> oh man, the admiral. Oh, and again, this is this is back to movie style admiral here. Uh, <laughs> levels of incompetence. The admiral they they get the report that the fleet's next to them. And the Admiral's like, no, there's no way they're here. They're still fighting the Fourth Fleet. I mean, you know, there's no way that's them. And then they get shot at and they die. And it's like, okay, well, I guess it was them. Too bad you can't fucking do anything about it now. (laughs) He's like, yay, carry on my legacy. And he drops the picture of his fiance, girlfriend, wife. Yes. It's it's his fiance. By the way, fiance. It's it looks like, like a, just a random pipe. It's a future yeah. rebar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the big note that I have here is that Lap's death was like metal as fuck. Yeah. He's just like yeah. pinned to the, the wall, like three like stories impaled up. in a spaceship. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, like a support beam. And yeah. then uh, yeah. I guess that's the first time we see Jessica. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Lap is like. 
he just happens to have this like future hollow picture of Jessica, which is like pretty large. Uh, anyway, he pulls it out of his jacket <laughs> and he's just holding it in his death scene. He's like, I'm so sorry, Jessica. Maybe Yang, maybe you can carry on for me. And then he dies, drops the picture and it opens and you see Jessica's face swirling in the fire. And it's like, oh, okay. Yep. All right. Damn. Poor, this poor guy. Um, but yeah. Uh, so then we get, uh, another shot of Reinhard. Uh, okay. Wait. It's, it's, it's very quick here. There's like 30 seconds left of this episode, right? And we get a shot of Yang and the Admiral, and they're like, okay, we're going to, or the Admiral of the Second Fleet, and they're like, okay, we're not going to get caught like that. You know, the Sixth Fleet got fucked up. We got this. And then we get a shot of Reinhardt, and Reinhardt's like, uh, I'm still worried that Yang might be here, but overall, I think I'm good. And you get the narrator being like, even though he said he's worried. He still thought that he would win, and that's the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so they mentioned that like his future nickname will be like Invincible or something. Yes, Reinhard the Invincible, <laughs> or the Invincible Hero, I think is what it was. Um, yeah, but yeah. So I mean, I thought this was a pretty strong first episode here. Mm-hmm. Like, despite the it, it, it very. Game of Thrones vibes in the level of number of characters introduced, <laughs> number of names you're supposed to remember already at this point, and there's no fucking way you're going to remember anywhere near these. The fact that they named the flagship the flagships here is kind of crazy, <laughs> even. Because it's like, these flagships are on screen for 30 seconds, and then they're destroyed. Like It's, <laughs> it's like, why are you even telling us these names? <laughs> yeah, and, and I mean... They uh, oh yeah I love it right I love it as well it's just it's just very on the like yeah it's information almost overwhelming yeah yeah. Yeah. levels of information here um and I I think that each every ship here has a name based on a little bit into the second episode they shoot some of the non flagships uh and they like are naming the imperial flagships or the imperial ships that they're shooting which are not flagships it's like okay if you guys know the names of these individual ships holy fucking shit we're, there's like 60,000 ships out here and you're telling me they're all named oh yeah there's so many ships and it's so dense like i like how it has like the cloud illusion just there's yeah. so many ships out there but okay so uh, we see the outro here, which again, this outro is, or sorry, not outro, ending. The ending is sung in Japanese. Um, the lyrics to it are kind of like, hey man, your dreams still matter, even if you're in the middle of a war and everything fucking sucks. It's kind of the <laughs> kind of the vibe of the ending here. Very different vibe than the intro. Intro is hopeful. This one's like, hey, everything sucks, but you should still kind of be hopeful. Maybe don't don't forget about the rest of the world. Uh, and we kind of see Yang and this young boy kind of walking through space, and everyone from the Free Plants Alliance side shows up and waves at them, and it's like, ah, ha, ha. Uh, anyway, uh, just. I don't like the ending as much as I like the opening. Opening is very, very 80s. This one is not as 80s, you know? Doesn't give me the same feels, I guess. I have to admit, I'm Um, a filthy anime casual. I usually skip the outros when I watch anime. 
I will be skipping it going forward. Yeah, I'll be skipping it going forward, but I just, I I watched the intro and talked about it, so I was like, well, yeah. I should write something down for the <laughs> yeah. outro. I think it's important to um, see it, because, like you said, intro is all one side, and outro is all one side. And right. Interesting that they did it that way. Yeah, yeah. And and that maintains at least to the second opening and in intro as well. I assume it does the whole show. Um it's cool stuff. Uh, again, it's the show is about like perspective from two different armies, which is cool. Um, it's yeah. Anyway, yeah. go ahead, Molly. I had something on the second or on the ending. I mean, um, since obviously it's from the Alliance side, but it feels a lot more communal, I guess, than the intro. Like the intro is very regal and hierarchical everyone's like saluting or like turning and looking at them but it's always focused on reinhardt but in this right. one i mean it's similar but he's he's walking as an equal with his smaller companion and everybody's waving at him and then at the end they're all facing the same direction together like on an equal footing kind of right um mm-hmm. towards i guess like the common enemy reinhardt and I'm very interested to see what the relationship is between Reinhardt and that younger guy. Just because it's like he's waiting for Reinhardt to acknowledge him and he kind of does and then he looks away again. Yeah. Yeah, there's some there's some interesting stuff there. Um, the final shot, uh, what Molly's referring to here is uh, the whole community fades away except for the, yo- the younger companion of Yang and he's kind of looking up at the stars and Reinhardt uh, transparent Reinhardt is there larger than life looking down at him uh, and then looks away uh, but yeah yeah the I don't know if any of you watched the next ep- preview the next episode preview but they all end with the same quote which is another page turns in the history of the galaxy uh, which I think is fun just uh, I again I probably won't be watching those again but I, I do know that just because I've seen a couple of episodes before that it they all ends with that phrase uh, anyway so do we want to pause here talk about any episode one overall feelings just thoughts was this a good intro to the series maybe is a leading question um i think so although it does lean heavily in favor of the empire like if you're gonna watch the intro give it both episodes like you're only getting the i think right by the end of the first episode i was kind of like all right yeah it's fine then the end of the second episode i was like all right it's good (laughs) (laughs) okay okay yeah yeah i mean this first one is definitely like we're seeing reinhard 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 reinhard's plans going through you're seeing incompetence in the free plants alliance and you're like well i guess this this whole place is just incompetent whatever (laughs) right like reinhard's an opportunity where he's always getting the chance to prove himself because they're like we're gonna stick you in this super difficult situation trying to get out of it where Yang is yeah. just like, shut up. We, we don't care about your plan. Go <laughs> cry in the back room. <laughs> yes. And he does. He many times he does. <laughs> I think it's, I can totally understand why they made a movie out of the two episodes because the first one isn't enough to hook you. It's not a complete story, but one and two together give you a complete 
like rise and fall arc basically and yeah. i don't think it really works on its own with just episode one right right okay well with with that being said let's jump back into episode two here oh wait um, wait before we move on to episode two uh i'd like to make a suggestion going forward don't ever watch the previews i never do <laughs> yes agreed okay. agreed I they, would never. they give away a lot yeah. Oh, lots of spoilers? Oh my god, it's nothing but spoilers. <laughs> Alright. It's like, yes. you'll never believe who died. Ah. It looks like this. Yeah. <laughs> Good to know. Yes. Yeah, I would never watch them. Because I yes. fear out of that. Particularly. Now, I think that this is pretty well uh, seen in the episodes that do it, but some of the episodes, like, will play the episode through the ending. So instead of having the ending video that we just talked through, um, it'll be like, oh, that music starts playing instrumental and the episode keeps going and everyone keeps talking and it and it runs right up to the next episode preview. So on episodes like that, uh, it's it's I think there's probably like one every 10 episodes or something like that that goes into the... Uh, and sometimes they'll skip the opening as well. Just like, oh, we have too much shit to fit into this episode. <laughs> so we're going to skip the opening and the ending. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah. But uh, just so if you if you like always open and immediately click to like the 105 mark or something to skip the intro, uh, don't do that. <laughs> At least see if it's playing the intro or not. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, um, can we take like a? I just need to get some water. I need to take a break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah let's yeah, take okay. a break. That's cool. good. Don't stop recording, please. But okay. yes, I will also refill my drink. Yes, Thanks I'll for do that. My drink. I, I... Well, right. I just froze again. <laughs> for me, it's frozen. Whatever, <laughs> it's it's fine. <laughs> You're fine. You're fine. Okay. Uh, just so you know, uh, I've been like going through the next episode, and they don't rename anybody. That's been <laughs> yeah, so I noticed. So you just you're, remember. You're on your own after episode one. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> well, um, with that, oh, I guess like let's a, dive in. It's own one two act of a movie, mm-hmm. so. And you watch them together. That's true. So maybe like episode three, they'll maybe, do yeah. like maybe these aired at the same day or something. Yeah. Um, we'll get the Yakuza um, title cards. Right. Oh, that'd be lovely. John Robert Lapp, the Lieutenant Commander of the Free Planets Alliance. <laughs> A Lieutenant Commander <laughs> of the Free Planets <laughs> Alliance. Second f- or Sixth Fleet. You know. <laughs> yes, I would love it. I love Video's those Yakuza out, title right? cards. I yes, can literally same. hear that those images every time. <laughs> yeah, bum bum, basically. Uh, I don't know. I don't remember if I said the title of the first episode. Oh, I did because I was reading from that Wikipedia page. Second episode is titled "The Battle of the Star Day," um, which again, guess what? It's the rest of the battle. Um, uh, we kind of again get like Fazan as the uh, as like a lead into the battle right it's like oh hey here's 
here's Adrian Lex Luthor over here on Fazan just being like, uh, oh man, I I didn't think that this kid could fight, but he sure can fight. Which like I guess is like a Japanese culture thing, right? Where it's like, um, there's no reason why the child should be better than his elder uh, style of thought, right? Like that's kind of that's my thought on the on the matter, or whatever. Um, yeah, I meant to talk about the fighter ships in the movie. Um, the, the little fighters are really cool. I think it's kind of like, especially the Imperial ones. Um, the Imperial ones are like three independent moving things connected by a single beam or something. Yeah. They got really Uh, unique design. I liked yeah. Yeah. So it's 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 like if you took your three fingers and you moved the outer two, the outer two are the guns, and the middle finger is the uh, the cockpit. And so there's shots here of like the fighter pilots going under a Free Plants Alliance ship, aiming their guns upwards, and then shooting. Which is like this is just a really cool concept. I I thought that like these three things that can move independently. And you're having dogfights with them, right? Uh, well, I thought it was cool, at least. And then yeah. the... I think the Free Plants Alliance ones are more, like, just smaller versions of the battleships. That was my kind of note of them. They didn't seem to be as coolly designed as the Imperial ones. I appreciated that they weren't giant robots, like <laughs> Gundams or something like that. <laughs> yes. No mobile suits. <laughs> it was yeah. bad, but... I think that if I think that if they were mobile suits, it would it would have to. I'm very pro mobile suits. I think that if these were mobile suits, that would (laughs) (laughs) fair fair. My only point is, I'm glad that they're not mobile suits because if if it was mobile suits, mobile suits become the main draw. As opposed to this yeah, big galactic, they don't need suits. Mm-hmm. yeah, like uh, I know, I know. Uh, oh man, those are loud fireworks. Yeah, holy <laughs> shit! Here, actually. Uh. <laughs> wow, they're okay. doing a really All good right. job by you. Those are actually <laughs> statues exploding into outer space. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I wish, right? I'm gonna turn down my <laughs> Audacity recording Although, volume a bit, so hopefully. No, you're you're fine. Okay. This is part of the joy, right? Like sure. just, it we're recording on the third of July. <laughs> <laughs> of course, we're gonna get fireworks. Yeah, but anyway, so kind of the first thing that happens uh, once we actually get to the battle is like, okay, Reinhardt's fleet reached Yang's fleet, um, and uh, Reinhardt's fleet started shooting. Uh, The Admiral, once again, isn't really listening to what Yang says to do, but then a ship near Yang's ship, uh, Yang's ship being, I have names for this, um, the second fleet flagship, the Patro... Say that again, Alan, I can't say this patroclus patroclus the patroclus um so anyway some smaller ship explodes and then like kind of like crashes in and then 
like damages the flagship. Uh, Yang's on the flagship, and so everything goes flying. You see Yang like on the floor, um, his head's bleeding a little. Um, he gets up and he's like, "Oh shit!" He runs over. He sees the uh, commandant. I thought he was an admiral, but I guess he's a commandant, or at least that's what my translation said. Let's see. Vice Admiral Peta is this guy. So Vice Admiral Peta is on the ground, face down, um, or maybe he's not face down, but anyway, he's on the ground, passed out, uh, blood coming out of his mouth. Uh, Yang picks him up and he's like, oh, fuck, because he doesn't move. So Yang uh, gets on the speaker and he starts talking to the uh, to the ship and he's like, hey, everyone, don't stop firing. Like, we got to we got to do this shit. Uh, he asks if there's any other officers there and his friend with the green hair walks up and he's like, they're all none of the officers are in fighting fit. It's just you, Yang. And then the, the vice admiral gets up and he's like, Yang, you're in command. Let's see if your tactics are actually really good. <laughs> Let's see if and everything that you've correctly predicted will continue to happen. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> the tryout for you. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, okay, is it is it really? I mean, literally, <laughs> earlier, I, I didn't mention this, but um, his friend, fuck, I should remember his Dusty. name. Dusty. 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 That's such an easy name. Dusty Attenborough, too. Like, you know, he's he's a narrator of nature documentaries. Dusty Attenborough. Dusty Attenborough. Dusty is is reading the the backup plan document that Yang made. And it's like, hey, yeah, if it just so happens that they zoom past the area that they shouldn't zoom past, then this is what we should do. <laughs> it's just like it's like did they even read this right like is there any level of dramatic irony that these guys know that yang predicted this shit or not anyway whatever that so, yang with this wacky hijinks i have a question yeah. about uh so when that ship hits their ship it looks like the glass breaks and then it's like metal behind the glass did anyone else yeah notice that? it was i noticed like, that okay yeah so are they like screens just projecting the outside? I'm pretty sure they're screens, okay. yeah. And I'm pretty sure that's the case on Reinhardt's ship too. Because there's no place that's like a dome, mm-hmm. you know? Because they have 360 view in the... Uh... Oh, yep, there's cracked screen there. Uh, yep. They have a 360 oh, yeah, view in... before and after. Oh, okay, okay yeah, yep, yep, definitely. Yeah. Very... Uh... Very much their screens just projecting. Um, I think everywhere. Yeah. I mean, it makes um, sense. Yeah, yeah, it makes totally. more sense than Windows Cause... for sure. <laughs> yeah. Just so that I never really thought space. of. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's a lot of cool, just like tiny details like that throughout this show, you know. Uh, or I think there are at least. Um, I keep talking about them, so. Hopefully that's coming through. Um, there's a few uh, dog fights with classical music playing uh, for a little bit here after Yang gives his little speech. He tells everyone to like focus fire, basically, is what I remember from that. It was like everyone should try to hit like the one ship, basically. But they never really show that happening after this. 
Like, they don't show people focus firing, so whatever. Um, yeah, and so then we get, like, Poplin, who's one of the fighter pilots, like, philosophizing about war, saying that this war will never be over as long as this that fortress exists. And then we get, like, a five-minute briefing on what the Isserloin fortress is, which is fucking ridiculous Liquid Death Star metal. type shit. Yeah, that's what I say. I believe it's called a legally distinct. Uh, yes, Death Le- Star. legally distinct Death Star. <laughs> <laughs> it's also only thirty years old, apparently. Which yeah, that's honestly was wild. Interesting. Part yeah, because yeah, at some point the war had been going on for like a hundred and fifty years, if I recall. Mm-hmm. Yes, and this this fortress has only been there for the last thirty of those one fifty. Um, which I mean, you know, back to the movie, they talk about like the hundreds of millions of dead souls or whatever. They also, sorry, excuse me. They also mentioned the, the number of battles that have happened and there's only been like six apparently. Yeah. Over this, uh, over this fortress. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, they very much go into like, there's like four systems basically as part of the Sirloin corridor. And the gas giant planet we saw in the movie is one of those systems. Timat, which is where they had the fourth battle of Timat, is one of those systems. That one's the closest to the fortress. And then Astarte is the furthest from the fortress in the corridor. And that's where the current battle is taking place. Um, but yeah, so they give a couple of like technical stats here. It's 60 kilometers in diameter. It weighs 60 trillion tons. And it's covered in a layer of liquid metal. 60 trillion tons is just fucking ridiculous. So much matter. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so they they show Thor's hammer, which is the name of the Death Star gun on here. Uh, They show it like firing so it's like you know there's like eight pieces and then they all turn on and like link to each other electricity it's really a like feels like a magical girl transformation animation (laughs) thing here that's like showing all the pieces appear and then like connect to each other and then uh like electricity happens and then this giant fucking laser fires and you're like oh i see it's the death star yep got it got it um yeah so anyway that that's our quick brief uh reinhardt orders his fleet to take a spindle formation which uh, spindle isn't really what i would call the formation they took i guess but i don't know the name for it either so sure spindle formation um and he's kind of like trying to pierce through the Free Plants Alliance line. Again, Yang's fleet, the second fleet, is the only fleet that's left. 13,000 ships versus Reinhardt's 20,000. Um, so they start to. Reinhardt's, Reinhardt thinks his plan's working, but then begins to have doubts because, as you find out, Yang's actually just separating the fleet. So they kind of, they're kind of like playing uh, like Matador here. Yeah. You know, like, like. Haha, you got fucked and uh, just spread open so that the Yang's fleet goes through, doesn't really hit anybody. Um, and so then Reinhardt's like, damn it, and kind of like 
circle around to try to attack him from the other side. And Yang's like, haha, I knew he would do such a thing. I have just the plan. And we kind of like jump a few hours in the future. And now there's a giant ring. So it's just like, if, if you look at it, it's like kind of a circle split in half. The left half is like the pre-planned alliance. Right half is the empire. Um, and so they're kind of just circling each other in this giant halo-esque ring you see it like both from space and from the like tactical view that all the commanders get and uh you know we get a bunch of philosophizing on like oh you know it's it's a snake eating another snake and then yang's friend is like oh no that means that both snakes will disappear into each other's bellies (laughs) okay yeah i guess yeah that's that's what that means (laughs) Totally. Yeah. It's also like <laughs> symbolic of what they're doing, right? Just yes. Like, yes. Yeah. It is. Then, it is. But it's well, just, it was just a very like yeah. oh thanks. Dissolved by their thanks. stomach acids. Like oh, that's an <laughs> oddly specific thing to think yeah. of instead of like oh they're killing each other. <laughs> like how heavy handed can we make this metaphor for the overarching war? <laughs> right. <laughs> well, Reinhardt's trying to do his loop around plan. One of his admirals is like, oh nope, my God. I'm just going to turn around and <laughs> oh, yeah. it's immediately murked. It's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I laughed out loud at that part. Yeah. That was really funny. He's like, no, let's turn. And you get you cut to Reinhardt and Reinhardt's like, oh. oh, I can't believe he's not following orders. And then it, his ship explodes immediately. It's just like, bam. Like, okay, well. Uh, that was it. And then Reinhardt's, yeah. Reinhardt's like, damn, that was my first senior officer to die. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> well, no, the first one was, was he just, like, serves him right? And yeah. then his yeah. is yeah. like, oh, I mean, it's a bad look. <laughs> He's like, oh, well, yeah. whatever, man. <laughs> we'll make a point. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, but, yeah, so... You know, we get, like, reactions across both sides as being like, wow, this is a crazy formation. I've never seen this happen before. And I don't really know why it would happen either. Like, logically, there's no reason it would turn into a ring because the people in the middle are not doing anything. (laughs) Well, it's because they're trying to... The one end is trying to chase the other. They're trying to circle around each other. Right, but there's, like... Two snakes. Yeah, I I understand the the symbolic reason for this tactical display, but there is no tactical reason for this tactical display. Maybe they need like a third tactical genius to be like, "Hey guys, what if we like go a different direction?" And then they're like, "No, you're too young. We can't listen to you." That will happen. It's true. Eventually. Eventually. Yes. Uh, but I mean, you know, it's like, okay, instead of a snake, you could have two fronts, right, at either end, where all of the ships go like, whoop, or whoop, and then you have more ships fighting each other. <laughs> or just, you could have, like, part of the middle of that ring just go cut through the other middle. Yes, right. yes. Is anyone but, ever going to say the enemy's gate is down at any point in this series? Like, this is such, like, a big, like, disorienting space battle. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, they do a pretty um, good job of keeping it I don't think they ever do Ender's Game in here. I don't think they ever say, 
gravity. I don't think they ever care about gravity, right? Like, I, I everything is treated like from that tactical view that the commanders get whenever they're talking about it. And you do see some like three dimensional movement when they're showing those. But generally, uh, yeah, all the ships are upright. I guess you would right. say they're so they're so concerned about alignment. They're like, <laughs> our yeah. big tactic is turning to the right, <laughs> and it's like, mm-hmm. what's your goal in this battle? I don't. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, again, it's very baby tactics uh, here. They are not trying to explain actual tactical <laughs> things. That makes me think of the line where it cuts to like some random pilot. And he's like, both sides can't help but get destroyed. I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> their strategies are really bad. <laughs> One of the other pilots was like, hey, with a little effort, our fleet will win. That's weird. That's really unusual. Huh? <laughs> I mean, at the same time, you also have to consider there's 13,000 ships in that fleet. Uh, the United States currently in their seventh which I think is their biggest one, has 70 ships. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I thought about so, that. Yeah, just the scale of trying to manage the scale all of these ships. Which like, is why yeah, actually, you know, pretty hard, right guys. is <laughs> that big of a deal. Yeah. yeah. There's, there is a... Uh, they We get to numbers in just a second here. <laughs> they're ridiculous. They're crazy. They are still crazy, right? They were crazy in the movie. I think there's slightly fewer numbers here, but it is still an insane number of people. Um, but first we get, like, Kirikiais being like, Yang, Winley. Oh, 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 this man, he's here. Reinhardt's like, let's love, send him our letter of love to right. show our appreciation for his skills. Spritz some perfume on it before we send yeah. it over. Yeah. I, I literally I, broke down that he had a crush I did. in my nose. Yes. Yeah. And yes. Yang's like, we can't reply right away. We gotta play it cool. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the three we gotta wait a couple days, apart. right? Yeah. <laughs> I wrote down the note, or at least the VRV transition. I did too, so this will be interesting. Okay. I pay my respects to you for the valiant battle. Be well until the next time we fight. Galactic Imperial Senior Admiral Reinhard von Lohengram is what. So uh, for mine, it just I took note because it didn't make sense to me. This is how it reads: I pay my respects to the noble commander's brave battle. Hell until the day we meet again or fight again. <laughs> just like <laughs> period. Health, comma, until... What? That's, Yours sounds that's a probably... <laughs> that's probably a more literal translation, yeah, exactly. let's say. Yeah. It, uh, um, it seems to me that maybe he could have ended the war a lot faster if he had sprinkled some anthrax on that little love note. <laughs> it might have been a digital message that they just printed out. Ah, that's less fun. Mm. But yeah, that's more send, likely. Can't really send digital roses. Well, they threw you, a paper plane across could, uh, space. They could leave it on the, with Lex Luthor. Yeah. True. Like Adrian, it's like Adrian. I'll pay you seven million <laughs> war profiteer bucks if you pass on this note. Postmaster yeah, well, Adrian. He cares so much, wants the money so much, he'd probably do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then we get kind of like a, uh, 
Well, first they replay the entire scene of of Lap dying, which was like, why are we like this just happened? I guess it happened the first episode is is maybe why, but uh, it's just like, yep, here's this scene again, and then the narrator's like, uh, there were. 2.45 million people in the Imperial fleet and 4.06 million people in the Alliance fleet. However, the Imperials only lost 150,000, but the Alliance lost 1.5 million, which is just like absurd. Yeah, I mean, that's so many fucking people. One battle, one battle, right? There were three sorties in this fucking battle, right? Uh, just to realize that's more than the entire U.S. Army currently in one battle. Yeah. Is who died, you're saying? Yeah. Or the number of people total? So well, there both, point, I guess. So there's both. I mean, number of people just yeah. dead on the U.S. on the uh, three planets side is 1.5. That's literally the U.S. Army plus double COVID. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A uh, lot of people. A lot of people. And going back uh, to the but, to the lap montage, uh, <laughs> I, I like that scene because it reminded me of the movie with the bus exploding, drifting off into space. Because it starts with an image of lap that's kind of faded and it's drifting out into outer space, and it's like, oh, he's kind of he's another one of these lives burned into history. That's looking down in the stars at them. I thought that yeah. kind of related to both the movie and the prior episode. Yeah. But, yeah. I, like that I think map. there's, yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff with like remembering the fallen, I guess. And they're about to hit that a mm-hmm. bit. Like there's a lot here about laugh um, or related to laugh here during the scene where they're talking about the dead people, there's piano playing. And then we kind of cut to a planet and zoom in and we're in Jessica's house, planet Heineken, Heineken, planet Heineken here. Uh, Heineken. Uh, Jessica Edwards is here playing the piano. That's the piano we're hearing. Uh, suddenly like a announcement starts through her future dystopia phone, I guess, because it gets news announcements. Uh, hey, our phone <laughs> just broadcast at you. <laughs> yeah, fair, fair. Uh, hey, we're in a dystopia already. <laughs> exactly. Um, so the phone I thought was really cool. I wrote a lot about this phone. Uh, it it it's like retro futurism tech here because it's like it's not a smartphone, right? They didn't predict smartphones here. They didn't even predict cell phones. It's still just like a fucking corded phone, <laughs> but but instead of buttons, it has a touch screen, <laughs> and and the touch screen is displaying the buttons, and then it like. It's displaying them with the normal uh, uh, normal phone buttons where it says like A, B, C, D, E, F on each of them at first. And then she goes to use it uh, after she hears that because, and I guess jumping back a little bit, there's a, the announcement is saying, hey, the Free Plants Alliance was extremely victorious in this battle, uh, which is funny uh, for them to say after just telling us those numbers. Extremely victorious in this battle. Um, However, the second, or sorry, the fourth and sixth fleet suffered extreme losses. And she's like, oh no. Because also there's a picture of Lap on her piano. 
And so she rushes to the phone. She presses zero, only zero, uh, and connects her to the military, <laughs> the military information bureau or the MIB. Um, and our first woman in uniform. Yes. Yeah, who happens yes. to be a phone operator. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So she asks, like, hey, my I need information on John Robert Lapp. Uh the the lady on the phone is like, Oh, that's restricted for military uh info only right now. What's your name? Uh she tells her name and then it becomes a video call. Once again, touchscreen or video this touchscreen that's also a video screen turns into a video call of the lady, which I guess is supposed to just be like the equivalent of the knock on the door telling you that someone's mm-hmm. dead. It's very interesting that this is you like a pull, right? Like they, they didn't come tell her that he died. She had to call after she heard the results of the battle to well, find out that her fiance died. They might have like, she just got the news. Yeah. She got that ahead of happening. It. So Fair. she was they, trying to figure it out. It yeah. sounded like, yeah, but I still like yeah. the way that it was handled. Like, the, the operator just seemed kind of chipper. It was just like, yeah. oh, yeah, he died, and he got promoted, and isn't that great kind of thing? And she's just like, uh, hangs up. It's very interesting that, like, the the captain thing is what tipped her off to it first, right? Because she was like, wait, he's not a captain. And then the she kind like, of like... He is now. <laughs> right. Aren't you excited? <laughs> yeah. Uh... I think something that, like, what came through very well here was, like, how much of a, uh, uh, I can't think of the right word, not community, bureaucracy, maybe? Mm. How much of, like, this military is tied up in bureaucracy, right? Because it's like, hey, you know, he got promoted posthumously. Uh, the scene after this, or a couple scenes after this, we see this enormous fucking uh, graveyard, which must be, it must be an entire planet, right? <laughs> like, yeah. And sorry, Molly, you were going to say something earlier? Oh, no, I was going to say the same thing that you guys already mm-hmm. said, just about, like, least tactful operator yeah. in existence. <laughs> it was like, it's not that, I'm not going to tell you he died, it's just going to be like, He's promoted. Yeah, we only do promotions posthumously. <laughs> what? You didn't know he was dead? Whoops. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I do want to say that I I really like that scene. Um, outside of like the commentary I was making on the society. Like we didn't know Lap at all. He was on screen for like thirty seconds. But the way that they depicted her grief. I thought it was really yes. effective, and then, like I felt his death at that point, retrospectively. Right. Right. She she kind of like stumbles back to the piano seat, falls down on it. You get the like you hit twenty keys at once sound as she kind of just like slumps on the piano mm-hmm. and starts crying, and it's like, damn, dude. Yeah. And then War we get hell. a close up of the photo of Lap on the piano, and it fades to stars. Yeah. Yeah. Then we kind of get uh, the other side of things. We switch over to uh, Lady Anna Rose, Grunewald, whatever. Um, and then this, this like, kind of, uh, oh, ho, 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 Baroness Lady is there. Um, Baroness Magdalene Westfall. Oh, sorry, okay. I was behind on this one. 
I wrote it down. <laughs> <laughs> you don't. You honestly, you don't need to. Ah, damn this it! One again. She is <laughs> given a title card. Yes. So she, so she's here with drinks, and she's like, "Haha, we won! You know, go Reinhard. He's probably going to be promoted to a marshal now. Isn't that great, Lady Grunwald? Isn't this the best?" And she kind of just doesn't say anything. That's kind of her thing, I think. Just, I'm going to sit here silently as people talk to me. Um, oh, uh, yeah. So then we get shots of Reinhardt again. You get the name of the home planet. It's called Odin. Of course uh, it is. Yeah, of course it is. Um, and so he's he's saying that he's going to go back to Iserlone. Uh You get the... Uh, I can't remember their names, but the I call them blonde dude and wolf guy. Mittermeier uh, those two guys, Mittermeier, yeah, Mittermeier and uh, Ruinthal. Ruinthal is the wolf guy. Uh, are drinking and again they're showing like Reinhardt's coming back to Isserloin. This is great. Um, so then we get back to the depression of the Free Plants Alliance. Um, and Yang and his friend uh, Dusty are driving to the funeral fields, the, the the extremely enormous fields of empty graves because they don't really recover bodies from space. Uh, apparently, this is a beautiful scene. Like I, I, I hundred percent agree. It it's so gorgeous. good. Okay. Yeah. Um, this actually yes. got me in the field. Like, dude, even before I choked the up during part. this scene. It's a very good scene. Um, um, Yang is going back to pay his respects at the, the already existing grave of Lap. Um, I don't know how long this has been, but he's back from the war, basically. Well, Dusty's um, still got his hand in a sling, so... Yeah, so it can't have been yeah. that long. Uh, but yeah, so they're walking up, they're talking about how... Um, they're talking about the, I guess, hypocrisy, sadness of all of these graves that are just, there's no bodies in them. Uh, and then they get to where uh, Lap's grave is and Jessica's standing there, full mourning garb. She's got the veil over her face, the black veil, uh, full black dress. Um, and he's like, Jessica. And then she's like, don't fucking talk to me. How dare you? have lived and he died basically she doesn't actually say that she says uh i don't hold a grudge against you but uh war is your business and then leaves as he kind he kind of like tries to apologize and then she rebukes him with that and walks off and she and he's like she's right yeah yeah our job is war <laughs> yes yeah yeah i i liked his opening line upon seeing her he's just like what can I say like yeah you're right yeah it's nothing mm-hmm. shit's fucked yeah and it's and it's even like you know I don't I they didn't really it didn't come across to me that she got the level of bad bureaucracy that this army is right it's like he is her other touch point to the army other than lap right it's kind of the feel i got where it's like it's like 
I don't blame you for this, but also I kind of blame you for this, right? Is kind of the the feel I got. You're part which, of that the military, which was the problem, yeah. right? Right. But yeah, so he puts his flowers down, and he's sad. Uh, Yang puts his flowers down as well, and he's sad boy still. Rightfully so. This is sad stuff. I was sad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the the last bit that we get here is another uh, view on Fazan. 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 I'm going to go with Fazan. Um, Fazan? That's Fezzik? what you said? Pheasant? Pheasant? Pheasant. Pheasant. It's pheasant. Pheasant. Uh, I enjoy eating pheasant. Um, so we're on Fazan again, and instead of... It's a different city, it, it seems, than the last time. There's a lot more lights. So maybe it's not on Fazan, maybe it's somewhere else. I don't think it's Fazan. Okay. I think I think it's a callback to the original scene with the ruins, which also possibly was not on Fazan. Are right. we talking about the same thing? Wasn't there a scene I'm with not uh, sure. Lex Luthor or something? Yeah, that's oh, what I'm saying. Oh, There's sorry, a... yeah, sorry. Okay. <laughs> okay. That one was like it, in it, a country. It must have been Fazan, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but but it's it's a different city than they were in last time because there's or at least it's a different building. It looks like it's more lit like metropolis than a the city that they showed before, which was kind of like more Roman esque, I guess, uh, would have been my take. But anyway, somebody's like reporting on the battle to uh, Rubinsky and he's like, oh, man, Yang and Reinhardt. Oh, boy. <laughs> Which is, again, it's like, I really don't. <laughs> whatever, whatever. They're the, the two tactical geniuses. He's like, we'll have to watch. We'll have to keep an eye on them and make sure they keep this war going for our profit, basically, is the feel. Um, and then the narrator's like, ah, but that was just the first war this year. And uh, we see those ruins again, as Molly, you were mentioning. Um the same ruins from the beginning of the episode yeah. or beginning of the Which first made it episode. Feel like one episode, really. Yeah. Yeah. Almost yeah. like the movie. <laughs> yeah. Which wasn't a movie. It was also an episode. Uh, but one thing I find interesting is that I get, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but I'm getting kind of Egyptian feeling from those ruins. Yeah. I got it too. Well, that might just be because it's in a desert. Yeah. You know? Well, no, I mean, like, like, like there's the actual, ins- it's actually got inscriptions on it, which is where I'm getting it. I mean, the desert part yeah. definitely helps. <laughs> well, I got it from, like, I was like, oh, man, there's these inscriptions. That's kind of cool. It's kind of they kind of reminded me, speaking back to Eva talk earlier, like the old style Japanese writing they have in Eva. Mm-hmm. Um, that That was kind of the feel I got where it's like, but but yes, I could see hieroglyphics being the feel as well. Um, it's definitely carvings on stone. Uh, so, yeah. Egypt would be appropriate with the message they're sending because mm-hmm. it was a great, long-lasting empire, and now it's just ruins and sand, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And nobody remembers any any of the conflicts in the individual, right? Like. Right. Very like that. 
Or even if they do remember the conflicts in the individual, like if they remember, I don't know, Cleopatra or something, mm-hmm. it ultimately doesn't matter at all now. Mm-hmm. Right. Bloody right. wounds disappear over time. That was the, <laughs> the opening part, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, so, I mean, that was the first two episodes. Uh, I agree that, like, I really like the feel that they ended on here, mm-hmm. right? That, like, the battle itself, like, while there's some cool stuff in there, it doesn't really hit you, the scale of things, yep. or it, the specifics, right? Like, they tell you the scale, and you're like, well, that's a lot of people. But it's not like they show a hundred, or a million five hundred thousand people dying horribly, yeah. right? <laughs> they only show you one, twice. Right. Uh, they show, they show right. you left, getting impaled, and... And it being really sad. But yeah, they make uh, sure that one hits you hard. Like, yeah, <laughs> it was effective. I mm-hmm. fucking loved yeah. it. Yeah, and like that is there is. I love this show. I'm very excited. And again, I have not finished the show, but these first like 26 episodes, basically. It's just hard hit after hard hit after hard hit. I am so excited to continue watching this. <laughs> I am too after yeah, episode two. Uh, like, I was enjoying it all. Like I said, I undersold it earlier. Like, episode one was okay, and episode two was good. No, episode two was fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I liked it a lot. And I'm interested to see in the future how they balance having the two tactical geniuses oppose each other without making the other look like an idiot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's, just getting to care about all these characters that we can't remember the names of, I think it's going to go a long way in the feels. It, this is a different show with title cards for these characters, okay? Like, I. <laughs> let me tell you. It is a very different show where you actually know the names of these people, even if it's only for a moment. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, again, overall, like, there was probably too much battle in this, if I had to find something to say that was negative about this, is it's like, you know, we, we probably had 40 minutes of battle over these, or 30 minutes of battle over these 50 minutes, right? Something like that, and it was good to see like a very brief hit at tactics from both sides. Right. We got Lohengram not paying attention to stopping in the middle of an ambush. And then we've got, uh, Winley, Yang Winley saying, uh, Hey, maybe we should make an Ouroboros. Uh, and again, both of these tactical geniuses here coming to, uh, amazing tactics uh it's good to see that that fucks up the other side so hard and and i actually like that reinhardt is like no i don't i don't need really and this this kind of goes back to war being the nobles game right but reinhardt is here and he's like i don't need to decimate this group why would i i we've we're evenly matched right now let's just both back off and we'll fight again another day right 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 which very probably you wonder about like the overall strategies of both of these empires, the alliance. Like we're seeing the battle to battle strategy, but like on a grander scale, what are these guys doing? Just 
Oh, it's just corporations, right? That's what the Lex Luthor guy is. Yeah, funded Lex Luthor. Representative, right? Right. Just like, hey, it's just fucking, it's a business, or it's a job. Now, I do like yeah. seeing the downtime with, like, the regular soldiers between battles. I hope to see a lot more of that in the future. Yeah. I noticed that the regular soldier, or not the regular soldiers, but the pilots all had sort of playing card insignia on their helmets also. Like there was a heart and an ace. I mean, only two, but it seemed kind of thematic, maybe. I don't know. Just like a G. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hmm. <laughs> One of their ships is going to turn into a mech. It's going to be fucking wild. What, we're getting across? <laughs> yep. <laughs> yes. I'm into it. <laughs> they they suddenly start playing the uh the God, I forget I forget what that tournament was even called in G Gundam, but you know, yeah. just it's like the war the pauses fight. and then they all Yeah, the Gundam fight. Yeah. Okay, yeah. That's that's too easy for me to remember. <laughs> <laughs> The tournament pauses and every planet sends the like their Gundam representative. Right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> they're not, uh, on the nose of their titles. The East is burning red. <laughs> Dude, that show was rad. He also had a horse. His horse had a horse Gundam. Yes. And he would ride the horse Gundam. It's amazing. It's the most beautiful thing. Huh? It is. It's the perfect anime. It really is. It's. It's so ridiculous. But anyway, um, any any more overall thoughts we want to hit on here? Uh, um, just kind of picking up on some minor character interactions that I forgot to talk about in the first episode. So, like, out of all the old identical gray-haired men, uh, such as Gray Forlock and... Big brown eyes, gray hair guy. The one that was the youngest looking, he wasn't participating in them talking shit about Reinhardt. The white hair guy. And so as they were talking about him, he was kind of like looking back and being like, hmm. Yes. Yeah. Maybe in the future. I don't know if I believe these guys. Yeah. He's like, I'm not old. My hair is just gray. (laughs) So. he, like maybe he's gonna join the Reinhardt squad later or something. Yeah, they definitely right. lingered on him like he was important. Yeah, I yes. don't know his name. They didn't name him. Okay. Uh, they did actually. And Fahrenheit. Well, not a oh. title card at least. <laughs> I thought they did. If there's no title I card, didn't, I didn't get one for him, but yeah, I didn't maybe I missed one. it. I don't think I got one either. Um, I might be. I, I was also excited. Overreaching. Oh, go ahead. No, you first. Might just be using his knowledge of uh, the future. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's, that's what, that's what I know. future knowledge. Unfair. Um, yeah, I don't know. So we'll see what happens with him. And then I'm also interested that there seems to be someone who's not all pro-war, so I'm excited about Jessica, who's, like, pissed off about it. I'm hoping that she's like, the recurring character, I yeah, I don't me know, too. but well, she's not in the end theme song. 
with yeah. all the alliance people. But is she in the opening? Is that her at the very end of the opening? There's someone with an ascot who's like a woman with short nope, hair. No, it's her. someone else. Dang. Okay. I'd be lost well, to see her. Dang. Well, that's okay. Maybe they'll have somebody else like her. But I, it was nice that there's someone who wasn't just like rah rah rah. This is our fate. The stars say that we have to die, you know. Yeah. Well, is she the first I am... we've seen? Oh, I think so. Yes, I think so. Uh, I don't know if you count uh, Countess Grunewald as a civilian, mm-hmm. but she could be a civilian. She's Ish. Jessica's definitely the first Free Plants Alliance civilian that yeah. we've seen. Oh, okay. Yeah. What about Adrian yeah. Rubinsky? Is he technically <laughs> a civilian? No, he's, 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 he's from the Fazan Dominion. Okay. Um, that's a that's the third party group. They're like Switzerland. But is um, he a civilian? I don't remember what his oh, role was. Good question. Yes. Kind of. Yeah. I guess. Kind of. Is the president a civilian? <laughs> <laughs> In the same way, I don't think I would count uh, Grunwald or Anna Rose a civilian yeah. either, yeah. just because she's like the consort of the Kaiser. And she's right. like the sister of the High Admiral. And right. apparently is like of some interest to uh, Siegfried Kierkegaard. Like oh. uh, her lady friend brought him up too. Her, hold on. Her name is in the chat. Uh, Baroness Magdalena Westfalfel or something. She was just like, oh, you're a little red-headed friend, so darling, blah, blah, blah. I think she thinks he's hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah I the think Baroness there's a romance there, does. right? <laughs> yeah. Wait, She's for, like, you gotta look after her brother and make I people don't go to sleep instead of fighting all the time. Yeah. I uh, So I looked up the names of the next two episodes, and if, if we want to keep talking about these, let's go, but uh, if not, then I'm ready to what Switch to this. Uh, the next episode. I'm out of it. The next one is called "The Birth of the Thirteenth Fleet," and the one after that is called "Empires Afterglow." Birth Birth of the Thirteenth Fleet is the episode that made me love this show. It is so fucking good. I am extremely excited for. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Just FYI, and I'm sorry to, uh, hopefully I'm not hyping it up too hard, but I think it would be hard to hype it up so hard, because it is so fucking good. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, so the, pres- presumably we're doing this again. Um, uh, I've had fun with this, although I do talk like 90% of the, the time here, so hopefully it's not too much. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, I like yeah, it. It's a good time. Okay, cool. It's been it's been interesting listening back to like the first episode, also. Yeah, I and just yeah. Thinking about things. After we finished the episode, I was like, I'm never gonna listen to that. I'm gonna sound horrible. <laughs> <laughs> just can't do it. And then I started listening. I was like, Oh, this is sick. <laughs> yeah, I thought I thought we all sounded pretty good. Yeah, um, thank you. I did. I did want to issue a retraction from the first episode, though. Um, So I was talking about the Empire's uniforms, and I think I just, like, had a brain for it. And I was like, yeah, they're, like, the first Reich. And then I was, like, later, I was like, no, no, no. (laughs) I basically just meant, like, pre-World War II Germanic area. Okay. And then 
Also, um, upon reviewing old photographs of my grandfather, he was indeed a handsome man, although not a redhead. So I just wanted to apologize to my dead grandfather. Sorry, Zadie. Sorry for, for sorry for saying that you're not a cutie pie like um, like Kirky Ice. And but otherwise, yeah, I thought we did really well. It was a lot of fun. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Me too. I thought it was great. Um. Okay, well, that's another one in the bag here. Was there anything else I had on my agenda that doesn't matter? Um, no, that was it. Um, I'm excited to go forward, as I mentioned, and uh, yeah, good stuff. See you guys next week. Cool.